Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. get this turned down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode 107 of do rags and boat shoes first things first i have to shout out to everybody who uh put up with me this week uh sunday i dropped uh two episodes of do rags and boat shoes it was saturday night sunday morning i dropped episodes 105 and 106 and then on monday my episode of Champagne Sharks with uh, D Mills, Mike, and uh, Ricky Rawls, aka T, dropped, and there was it's a two-part episode. So you got part one, then you got part two, which is a premium episode. Uh, they have it up on their Patreon page, and it's only five bucks a month, and you get uh, bonus content uh, plus all the free episodes. So go ahead and check out Champagne Sharks. Uh, and it's spelled just the way that it sounds just you know it ain't you know spelled in some goofy ass way or nothing like that just champagne shark so uh listen to that episode uh i will talk about my influences uh what motivated me to do this podcast and you know uh life in omaha as a black man so make sure you check out that episode some very good stuff in there uh we were chopping it up having a really good time and i'll be back on there i just don't know when but uh the chemistry was there uh, there's some very 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 bright brothers and uh you know i appreciate them reaching out to me to be on their podcast um they're doing numbers over there and i can't uh help but to aspire to get to some of those numbers that them brothers is hitting over there so uh, make sure y'all check out champagne sharks and then also shout out to so sassy her uh podcast drop uh there's an episode up right now she's working on episode two uh trying to get together and hopefully i can hop on that if our schedules link up i know we're both busy people uh but i would love to hop on that and then i will have the links to uh so sassy's podcast and my episode of champagne sharks i will have that in the show notes i made a note of that and so uh you know i'm just trying to grow the brand and uh i have been reached out to by uh uh, a couple of like internet radio shows to do a show but i ain't doing shit for free i'm gonna tell y'all that right now i got enough exposure as you can see with my podcast but i ain't trying to do nothing for free um but you know if the opportunity you know can turn into some money i'll definitely jump into it but until then i'm gonna keep rocking and i'm gonna make it do what it do so let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen first things first let's talk about oprah so it's just been revealed that uh discovery channel will uh purchase another 25 percent of own network 
So Own was, I didn't even know this, uh, Own was uh, Oprah's network, you know, that she started back in 2011, 2012 after she uh, left daytime television. <clears throat> and it's a 50-50 venture with Discovery. So they just purchased another 24.5%, bringing it up to uh, 70, uh, even 75%. And uh, they said they're still going to keep Oprah on as a CEO and as the face of the brand. Um, Oprah released a statement saying she's excited about them taking over the helm. I don't know if it's just be become too much for her right now or what. And uh, what's also odd is that uh, Discovery is actually coming for, well, I'm not going to say coming for, but they're getting ready to purchase. They're in agreements to uh, purchase Scripps Media Interactive and, and Scripps actually owns HGTV and Food Network. Uh, they have a conglomerate of like female based uh, television stations or channels. So I don't know what Discovery is planning. Uh, who knows? Uh, but I just hope I don't see any fuckery you know coming from it you know on own because i fuck with uh queen sugar and y'all know that uh own was failing until tyler perry came in and brought those uh those uh sitcoms now nah, i'm not gonna say sitcoms but them drama television shows and then ava came in with queen sugar and just doing her thing and uh solidified it so it's a legit network now but um i don't think oprah's hurting for money i hope she ain't I hope we don't see Oprah out in these streets, you know, with a GoFundMe up. But um, we will see what happens. So I came across an article. Moving on, I'm sorry. I came across an article that just threw me into a wormhole. And then I realized, you know, the article was talking about the upcoming census and the dilemma that white Hispanics face. Uh, or Hispanic speaking or Hispanic people, Spanish speaking people in America face. Uh, whether they identify as Afro-Latino or just Latinx or whatever. And so I started going into a rabbit hole and then I was just like, how does Hispanics just classify themselves as white? So I came up with some findings here. So, um, you know, I talked about, you know, in a different show, in a previous show, and I talk about this a lot, I feel uh how whiteness morphs to continue being the majority so the article i came across on npr was titled you know on the census who checks hispanic who checks white and why but it goes into the history and i did not know and i hope y'all just now finding this out but did y'all know in 1930 mexican was actually a race on the census that is wild it was actually a race. Being a Mexican was actually a race back in the third, back in 1930 census. But a year earlier, in 1929, the LULAC formed in Corpus Christi down in Texas. And the LULAC stands for the League of the United Latin American Citizens. And their main goal, and my main goal, I don't know if y'all saw that vine of Riff Raff. And he said, my main goal is to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. That, that's my favorite coon right there, Riff Raff. Uh, but anyways, but, uh, but their main goal was to get Mexican taken off the census as a race because they are a white race and they are American citizens. Now, you have to remember that this was back in the 30s. So to be an American citizen, you had to be white Anglo-Saxon, right? 
Uh, so the Mexican government even stepped in and protested, also stating that the entire southwest of the U.S. used to be Mexico. So when the U.S. took over the area, they promised uh, citizens would be treated like full citizens. And again, at that time, you had to be white to be considered a full citizen in, in America. And um, that's that's crazy. So that's where you get the whole, um, you know, they're just like, no, nah, fuck that. We ain't Hispanic. We white. You know, just because in those times, you know, to be white was to be a citizen. Everybody else was second class, even back in those 30s, you know, back um back even before then before the new deal happened and you know the irish and the italians started benefiting from the new deal but just before that time it was just you had to be white to be a regular ass citizen so mexico was like no nah, they white they're citizens they're white like that is the craziest shit right so then um let's see here uh um so then they had them then this article had academics you know they've studied why hispanics choose white versus choosing other and they found on a national level most hispanics that choose white you know they have a higher income higher educated and less likely to speak spanish but while those that check other they carry like an anti-racist attitude and they identify with immigrants and blacks but down in texas which is odd uh, they saw most of these Hispanics that identified as white, even though they were most likely immigrants, poor, and spoke Spanish as their first language. And the reason for that was altogether it was strategic to combat the discrimination that they faced because some of the lightest Mexicans identified as others and the darker ones identified as white. So it was just how you want to fight the fight. Do I want to fight it head on or do I want to be a bullshitter and try to assimilate? So that's that's why you have some to check other and others that check white. That is crazy. And it just proves that white racism, white supremacy is a fucking sickness. You know, it has these Hispanic folks just running around here confused and skewing their own numbers and identity. So we'll see what happens in 2020. But that is the wildest shit that I have seen. And this explains to me a lot about, you know, Hispanics what's going on because they pretty much had their government, the Mexicans here had their government and then they had the group the l-u-l-a-c cape for them and like no they're white they're white and then it's just how you deal with racism it's how you deal with it so the afro latins and people who check other they want to combat you know racism white supremacy head on and then the other ones who check white they think that they could assimilate and it'll ease the burden of being a bigot. So this really just gives me a look into, you know, a Mexican coon, a Hispanic coon. And also you have those Asian coons, or some people call them Twinkies, you know, yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Um, but it really just gives you the mindset. So it's a survival mechanism. And that just shows that the system that we live in is a fucking sickness. It is really ill out here. That is fucking wild. All right. So uh, what else could we talk about on that Summer Jam screen? I guess we could talk about um, Roland Martin's show on TV One News on One. I think that was 
something like that it's getting canceled uh last day is december 21st and i can't help but to believe that maybe it's not needed anymore um you know tv one was uh is under the radio one or urban one uh you know umbrella from the sister kathy hughes omaha own omaha's own black omaha's own uh kathy hughes and she actually is the creator of like the quiet storm mix um so when you hear that quiet sexy storm mix that's you have to thank kathy hughes for that this sister um so i don't know what's the thinking behind this but i can't help but to think that it's not needed since the obama era is kind of over um and we didn't usher in you know the hillary clinton era and it's not you know somebody like roland martin isn't needed to kind of explain blackness to white folks even though tv one is a black network uh, you know i could be mistaken i know he'll probably still have a job there but in a different way you know or maybe they're just trying to revamp the whole show change it up and call it something different but uh roland martin is one of them uh you know one of them black people that just kind of is works as a buffer between black culture and white people if it makes sense but uh we'll see what happens that brother still has a job he's still on his feet and i really can't speak too much about it um so we'll see what happens with him but i think that is all the fuck i gotta say on this damn summer jam screen unless hove hove you got something don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for doing that drop i know you are a busy man and you got a lot of shit to do so i'm gonna throw you this 10 piece and you go on about your business bro i don't want to know what you do with this ten dollars but uh go and do your thing family just see you next week player player all right so moving on to selling hope like dope uh, i was going to say that women in the alt-right uh part of the white supremacist group uh white nationalist ideology uh i was gonna have them selling hope like dope because uh salon had an article talking about how women in the alt-right want to have uh a more say so in the movement uh, they feel like they're being pushed to the back burner and they feel like it is a very sexist movement i don't know what the fuck you expected did you see the reaction to the women's march after trump was uh uh when after his inauguration i mean what the fuck were you thinking okay you thought that this was all about a white ethno state when a lot of these guys like to lay down with asian women so help me out here sister girl okay i and i i don't feel any sympathy or any pity for you um in this group um i, I just feel like you just want to eat your, you know have your cake and eat it too i guess in this movement it doesn't work like that and i guess you have to fall in line with your men behind the men but if you were on the side of truth and justice you could be arm in arm with a man you know leading the fight you know or even in the forefront but hey you you made your bed you gotta lay in it you know but uh let's move on though uh you know who's also out here selling hope like dope uh, a lot of these republicans uh it's so funny to me i've seen a great article on usa today and it's talking about how the fbi is going to is working on seizing about four thousand guns due to failed background checks led by a republican government 
you know the republicans you know they they they're running capitol hill they have their guy in the white house uh they they show that they will do anything to win and uh yeah they their main objective to uh democrats or whoever is they're going to take our guns and now you have the feds about to take four thousand guns that is just ironic it is crazy and i fucking love it and i haven't heard a peep from uh any republicans um, questioning the fbi teaming up with the atf to uh get these four thousand guns back now i don't know what major groups they're going to target but where's all this patriotic shit that people were talking you know those eight years obama was in office and he was going to take all the guns especially after sandy Hook. you know people were talking about that he can take their guns from their cold dead hands and pry it from them and all this other shit talking this rah-rah shit but you literally got the feds about to take four thousand guns from people probably over that amount is four thousand people and if they some nut jobs like most americans with guns are you know got like a shotgun an ar-15 you know uh, a little baby deuce deuce you know a deuce five uh you know a baby 380 357 magnum you know just guns on top of guns you know it just helps them sleep at night and it's just like okay you gotta get to that gun first if there's a home invasion but you know it is what it is but i just find it so ironic that they were swearing up and down that the democrats was going to take the guns uh and all this other shit and now you got the fbi just coming out and like hey about four thousand people out here who failed their background checks and we're coming for their guns we're going to take them so where's the uproar where's the upheaval where's the uh, resistance at because i don't see it i don't see it you know selling them wolf tickets and i got front row seats and this is a pretty shitty ass show this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l we have to give it to uh michael slager uh, michael slager is the officer that killed uh, walter scott he was sentenced to uh, 20 years in prison for second degree murder of walter scott now if y'all remember uh that's the video that showed walter running away a couple years ago from slager and the cop slager shot eight rounds and five landed into walter's torso may he rest in peace and then he planted his stun gun near scott's body uh to try to make it look like scott was uh going after his stun gun and all of it was caught on camera by a barber luckily that was go walking to work um and i say lucky luckily because uh who knows what would have you know this guy still would have been just walking around michael slager would have been um but it would have been even more lucky if walter wasn't even subject to that right so um yeah so all of it was caught on camera and then remember there was a mistrial uh in in criminal court uh, and they had that suspect ass coon foreman, uh, Dorsey Montgomery. Y'all remember him? Who was on the view, you know, over enunciating his words. He was sounding like a, a poet from Harlem in the 20s. Our emotions. We had to touch the tasers and feel the gun and all this other bullshit. 
and uh, then he was talking about he didn't act maliciously and all this other shit like that. And what was odd about this brother, he was the only black person on the jury, was uh, this Dorsey Montgomery fellow. He had a two-year-old felony on his record, and it was dropped the same day that he was announced as jury foreman. So that he was looking funny in the light no matter what. Um, but anyways, so uh, after the mistrial, Slager... Uh, pleaded guilty in federal court to violating Scott's civil rights so he had to face a federal judge which sentenced him to 20 years in prison and what was odd about this is Walter's mother forgave Slager saying I forgive you and I pray for you and that you will repent and let Jesus come into your life just as you are he will forgive you and I tell you if I was his mother you know his father or whatever I would just tell him you know God forgives I don't you know, this is something where this man did act maliciously and we have to stop being forgiving to killers, you know, who kill our children because it, it sets this precedent or this notion that um, you can just, you know, kill a person of color and nothing will be done. You know, it's oh forgiveness, Jesus and all this other stuff. But with people who like to you know talk about Jesus and forgiving and things like that forget that Jesus was in the temple you know turning over tables and chasing out people with a stick you know Jesus was about that life when it came to it when push came to shove you know so this is a little you know we're only choosing these weak parts of the Bible to justify you know not standing up for justice and you know looking evil directly in the face and challenging it but uh Anyways, Michael Slager, you really have to hold this L and hold your butt cheeks tight. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Uh, we have to give it to uh, Congresswoman Karen Bass out of California, the 37th district, uh, which is Culver City, West L.A. and Crenshaw. So she is challenging the BIE report. Remember, I talked about that before, the black identity extremist report issued by the FBI and demanding that it be retracted because it is nothing but an excuse to target black freedom fighters. Um, we have to continue to support this woman and keep up the public outcries of this fa false narrative um, that's being pushed. You know, we have to challenge it every damn time you see it brought up and just bring it up out the blue. You know, this is... Uh, this BIE nonsense is meant to silence and keep you from exercising your First Amendment right. You, you and I know that they could just put a false label on you and boom, law enforcement got you just because you're speaking up about injustice that is going on. Um, so we really do have to protect uh, uh, this uh, Congresswoman Karen Bass and just, you know, keep pushing her to fight the good fight and stand behind this woman because she was speaking nothing but truth. Uh, when she was talking to the FBI director. Um, also, let's see here. It looks like um, Dom Hoffman, the co-founder of Vine, is uh, getting ready to uh, get a team together and they're going to launch Vine 2. Uh, he tweeted out a logo that said V2. Um, and because, you know, Vine shut down, which was an app, the six second video app, which created a bunch of stars. And I say stars loosely. 
uh, but these folks are getting paid. But it was very creative app. You know, it was just six second videos, but it just shows you that so much could happen in six seconds, and you had to be very creative. So. Uh, naturally the people who kept on hustling and grinding they made it to the forefront then they crossed over to instagram and then twitter bought vine and then all of a sudden vine was shut down at the beginning of this year in january 2017 so it looks like it is coming back in 2018 so uh shout out to uh the vine team for uh bringing it back because there would be nights where me and my lady just be in bed just cracking up just scrolling through vine for like an hour straight you know before we wind down for bed we should have been reading but you know we were sharing a phone and or on her ipad and we were just watching vines just cracking up laughing and then also shout out to the cbs atlanta anchor sharon reed for uh airing out a viewer named kathy ray so the email was saying that uh that the Sharon Reed, the CBS anchor, was race baiting and all this other shit, and, and it just and the woman just out of nowhere in the email called uh, Sharon Reed, who was black, a nigger, and uh, she just you know Karen just had these uh, I mean Sharon just had these words for her. She said on December fifth, twenty seventeen, she did this on air. She said on December fifth, twenty seventeen, you think it's okay to call this journalist a nigger? I don't, but I could clap back and say a few things to you. But instead, I'll let your words, Kathy Ray, speak for themselves. And that was a very classy way to do it, just to show that she was taking the high road. And uh, you know, when black folks take the high road, when they're dealing with uh, you know someone in a dominant society, the dominant society looks at it like you up on your high horse shitting down on the top of my head and that's exactly what happened with uh sharon reed calling out this woman kathy ray so not all heroes wear capes so shout out to sharon reed karen bass and the vine team and then also shout out to whoever runs this uh this uh youtube account there's a brother named jrock 7812 on youtube and uh he has all the old hits from local omaha artists i mean everything going back to flow easy aka the corn hustler um he got uh he got my uh my boy uh bogart and kingpin you know they always ride with me on some of the shows got the old high school song that uh, they did back in high school called smoke one um got the old mr soul mixtape days like uh, got some of the bacon, the small town general, uh, Lon Measy and Pocket Pete. Oh, what up? <laughs> Only Omaha folks that know about Pocket Pete and that. Oh, what up? <laughs> but a uh, shout out to him. Got Doja Mackin interview on there from way back in 1997. And uh, man, even full clip, like full clip, they, they were the shit when I was little. Uh, he got Toot on there, uh, some old school Toot, Poetic Lords. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, just a bunch of old school stuff. Player D, I already said Lon Measy, Afterlife. So shout out to J-Rock7812. If y'all, go to that YouTube page and peep out the Omaha rap scene uh, from back in the day. Early 2000s, late 90s, early 90s. So it's J-R-O-C-C. 7812 on YouTube. You look up that user and you can see all the old shit. Uh, but nothing but love and respect to that brother or whoever it is who uploaded it because it's dope. Uh, it's taking me back. I mean, man, Flow Easy, the aka the Corn Hustler, like the, the cover of the album 
is uh excuse me is like a uh, uh, a corn stock and uh it's like the corn is like got diamonds and then it got dollars as the husk i mean you can't make this up man this this is just omaha's finest so just shout out to shout out to this brother for taking me down memory lane all right so moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so we are stepping into 2018 and i am going to leave you with this in 2018 we are going to stop eyeballing the sugar when we making kool-aid i want y'all to think about that we are going to stop eyeballing the sugar when we make our kool-aid now i'm not just talking about you know getting diabetes and making that sugar water i'm talking about just planning through life making a damn plan and stop winging it that's the realest shit i've ever said and that quote comes from me in 2018 we're going to stop eyeballing the sugar when we're making our kool-aid all right what you need to do heading into 2018 make your vision boards write down a plan keep that vision in your mind and manifest it and honestly you don't even have to wait until 2018 comes because i'm sorry i gotta I got a bad head cold and my throat is just killing me, so excuse my voice. But 2018 is all about planning and getting it done. But like I was saying before, you don't even have to wait till 2018. You can just do it tomorrow as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. You know, so just keep that in your mind. In 2018, we're going to stop eyeballing the sugar when we're making our Kool-Aid. Take care of home, take care of your loved ones, and build that empire. So nothing but love and respect to y'all out there. Um, I'm sorry for my voice being a little scratchy. I'm all messed up. I'm sipping tea. I'm taking meds and um, man, taking just everything to try to bounce back. But nothing but love and respect to y'all. And I will be on y'all asses next week. But as always, I love y'all. Y'all know that. One.